0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I am the youth minister of this congregation. I have the privilege of preaching to you today. Um, so, welcome to those of you online, and welcome to everyone in here. It's going to be a wonderful day. It already is. Hopefully, I can keep back my emotions. Um, is this the clicker? Is that the clicker? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pastor Jason's doing everything. All right. Perfect. Oh, not yet. God's here. God's here. I promise you. There we go. All right. So um, I actually know all of these young people throughout the years for lots of different reasons. But every time we teach or every time we gather, I always like to go over um, the background of what we're going over, right? So if, if we're talking about the New Testament, I always like to ask you guys, is this Old Testament or New Testament? Is this a prophet? Is this a Um, a letter of the Corinthians. So my first question to you is, is Esther a book in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Raise your hand if you think it's Old Testament. Okay. Raise your hand if you think it's New Testament. Okay. So Esther is Old Testament. It is considered a history. She is not a prophet. Um, It's not part of the uh, first five books of the Bible. It's not part of the Torah. Um, It's history. And what's interesting is it was written about three to 400 years before Jesus even walks the earth. Also, what's important to know about Esther is she's an orphan. She was adopted by her uncle Mordecai as a baby, and her dad died during, while her mom was pregnant with her, and her mother died during childbirth. So that's why she's an orphan, and that's why she starts entering into the temple with Mordecai. Esther is only 14 years old, and I found that really interesting as I did a little bit of research. So chances are some of you here are almost Esther's age. So think about that as we're hearing her story and she's becoming queen. Also, I want you to remember that Haman in this story would be considered the first Hitler. He wanted all the Jews wiped out, and that's very important as we continue. Also, what's very interesting about this book, and probably one of the only books of the Bible, is that God's not mentioned. And so the reason why that's important is because this is a scenario where God is kind of working behind the scenes, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's review from last week. Pastor Jason um, preached to us mainly about Queen Vashti, and and pretty much she stood up for herself because the king not just called her into the palace, but actually wanted her um, to probably do something she wasn't comfortable with. And she stood up to him and that cost her everything she was banned from the palace and she was no longer queen so that brings us to esther because now he needs to find a queen so the king says i need all my single ladies to come in and kind of do a little bit of a parade a little bit of a america's got talent type thing and mordecai brought in his niece esther she was Single, She was 14, which was the age that a queen should have been at that time. And Esther impresses the king. She was in the right time at the right place. Now, she didn't choose to lose her family. She didn't choose to go to a new place. And she wasn't trying to become queen. But Mordecai thought this would be a good advancement for her and thought that this would benefit her. She was in the right time at the right place. Now, how many of you have gone somewhere new? Maybe a new town, a new school, a new homeschool group gathering, a new team, or even a new family. Some of you have had to go through different households. And it's not always easy, but a lot of times we find that God put us in the right place at the right time for different reasons. I can remember the first time I came to Reformation. It was probably about 10 years ago. It was Christmas Eve service. The reason why I was here is because my husband, Matthew, who is the associate pastor of this church, had just graduated seminary and Pastor Lauren Swanson, those of you might remember him, invited Matt on board because he needed a church to like hang out at, not, not really get a job, but he needed a church as a seminarian to kind of preach at and, and, and use his skills. Well, I was married to him. I was being a good wife. I'm not always a good wife. But at this time, 10 years ago, it's easy to be a good wife when it's brand new in the marriage. Um, I I come with him. But I had to leave a a very large church, a church that I was helping out in the youth ministry at. It was a Lutheran church. It was probably about 10 times the size of Reformation. And I can remember sitting here and saying, God, what are you doing with us here? This is a small church, lots of old people, very few young people. And it just didn't make any sense. I had graduated seminary about two years prior. I had spent money on a master's degree. And again, why, God, why are we here? I was in the right time at the right place. As you can see, some of you might recognize some of these people. There's Adrian Bailey. There's the Christian kids. And there I am as a bright, young youth minister at Reformation. And some of you might even recognize this house. This was Melinda's house at the time, But now it's the Adams house, that beautiful yellow and red. And it was one of our first supercharged Wednesdays, probably about eight years ago. I look so cute there. So young, the wrinkles aren't there as much. Another story I want to share is um, before I used to take the youth group to other churches for Lent, I actually went to other churches for Lent. I love checking out churches. I'm kind of a church nerd in that respect. And I went to Griffith Methodist. For one Sunday. And there I ran into Sarah Filer. Sarah Filer is here. Her son is Jeremy Filer, and he's making his confirmation today. And Sarah and I recognized each other from Helen J Stewart School, which I am a teacher at. It's a special needs school that serves students with severe disabilities. So we were talking. And ironically, that day, that Sunday, Griffith Methodist was announcing that they were closing their doors. I didn't, I wasn't planning on that at all. So with that, Sarah and I kept in touch, and she started coming to Reformation. Again, it's a little dark, but there's Jeremy and I at the, the dance. Um, we were at the right time in the right place. Now, what you also don't know, it, I mentioned a little bit, is that not only did Jeremy go to my school, but a couple years later, he would be in my class. And so I got to be Jeremy's youth minister and his teacher. Right time, right place. So what do you think confirmation is, guys? Is it the right time in the right place, I guess, right? Like you all prepared, you spent time being here, but I can bet you're not gonna remember much of today. Now, I'm sorry, parents, I'm sorry, Pastor Jason, but I have to be honest, chances are the things you're gonna remember about today are not the things the adults in your life want you to remember. You're gonna remember that you came to church during a pandemic, you're gonna remember you had to wear masks, you're going to remember that uh, the preacher probably cried during the sermon. You may not remember what your Bible verse is. Chances are you're probably going to forget your stole somewhere in the next five to ten years, and I can guarantee that's a possibility because when I talked to our past confirmands and said, hey, send me a picture of you and your stole, half of them said, I don't know where it is. (laughs) What I remember of my confirmation day is not the actual day. I remember the retreat that I went on before confirmation. I remember having to find my Bible verse with my confirmation teachers and the struggle that that was, and some of you know the struggle. The struggle's real with your confirmation verse. I also remember having to stay late with my group, because we we didn't finish our confirmation project in time. So again, how many of you can say that your confirmation was crucial to your faith? And I can tell you 100% for sure that confirmation this actual day is not crucial to your faith because there's a lot more people who are confirmed than a lot more people who come to church. So what is crucial to your faith? Well, we can debate this all day long and I'm probably going to make some people, mad, including my husband, but I would say that there's two things that are crucial to your faith. You had a person share it with you in some way, shape or form. Now, the good Lutheran student in me wants to say, that's a preacher. Okay, well, if that's the case, then everyone who comes to church should be here on a regular basis because they're being preached to. But I think it's more than that. I think it's someone sharing their life with you and, and sharing their words with you. Or you had an encounter with God. So I'm going to share a story of our friend, Manolo. And there's, Beth, and there's Kent Larson. Manolo is going to be a senior in high school this year. He has been a part of this congregation for quite a long time. Um, probably before me, and I've known him since he was fifth grade, so I've known him for a very long time. And if you know Manolo, he is a bright, bright young man. He can talk to anybody, but he always has to feel comfortable too. He likes to kind of be the young person with a lot of older people. He will really open up once he feels warm and welcomed. Anyway, he was recommended to attend the Leadership Summit with our Synod. It's a nationwide program for youth. And we had three students go from our synod and Manolo happened to be one of them. This was about a year ago. And so he goes and he tells me the story and he says, I really didn't feel like I belong there. I really had a hard time meeting new people. And I know him, I know it's because he didn't feel included. Okay, now he may have not said that, but that's, that's Manolo. He needed someone to kind of invite him in to feel included. Well, anyway, he's sitting there listening to a speaker and the speaker stands up and says, um, I remember a time where I felt like I didn't belong. And at that time, Manolo is kind of going through these emotions like, I'm here in this place, and I don't feel like I belong either. Well, at that moment, he actually feels a hand on his back. And no one's there. And he knew instantly that was God's hand on his back. And I can remember, there's nothing more you want as a youth minister than to hear one of your students talk about an experience with God. And so even though at that time, he did not feel like he was in the right Place or the right time it wound up he was so let's go back to uh, Queen Esther Um, was so she let's so Queen Esther so she one of the things that we can talk about her is she was bold enough to go to the king she was at the right place in the right time but when we think about what Queen Esther is gonna remember is it gonna be the fact that she was Queen Or is it going to be the fact that she was bold enough to go to the king and say, spare my people? Because again, I look at confirmation and I say, this is like getting your crown, but is this going to be defining of your faith? Probably, but we tell you it is, right? We make a big deal. And yes, we should, we we should make a big deal. But when you look back on today, what are you going to remember? And I've thought about all five of you and I picked out some things that I think you're going to remember more than today. All right, let's go back. There we go. Okay, so first off, Hannah. What I think you're going to remember more than today might be Super Cyber Wednesdays. And here's why. Hannah was always the first one ready to come in. In fact, it was 10.45 in the morning. We didn't start till 11 a.m., and Taylor and I are getting things ready, and there's Hannah waiting to come in. And we're like, oh, Hannah's here, but we got to finish what we're doing, and then we could let her in. The other thing I remember about Han is is when she reads, she reads with such excitement and enthusiasm. And so, yes, I think you're gonna remember your confirmation, but when you get much older and when you look back, I think you're gonna remember those moments a little bit more. Or Lily, you have such a heart for animals. Every time we talk about animals, Lily pipes in and defends the animals. She also gathered snack bags with her family for when the pandemic started. And so Lily has a servant's heart. And I know that just because she's a pastor's kid doesn't mean she's automatically having this big faith in her life. It's because the people in her life have supported her and loved her as well. Elijah, this one's very recently. I remember you sharing a concern on the Leadership Lab virtual website saying that you didn't connect with these songs that we all were singing. And immediately, four other adults responded back to him and said, that's okay. You don't have to connect to the music the way we do. Also, Elijah has a love for theology that I have yet to see in a young person at this age. And so again, when we think about right time and right place, this is awesome, confirmation is great, but this is not what's defining your faith. Or Jordan. I remember, girl, we were going to Camp Formation, mission. you did not want to go. There was no way, shape, or form. You were going to go to camp for five days away from your home, and you had probably one of the best times out of everybody. In fact, Jordan always was late to family time because she was hanging out with her new friends. So again, right place, right time. This is probably not the right place, the right time. And Jeremy, you came to our congregation, And we had the opportunity to welcome somebody who was a little different with open arms. We heard your voices. We tolerated your kisses on our head. But you gave us faith to understand that this kingdom is open for everybody and not just people who look or think like us. So Queen Esther, the right time, the right place. God used her in the right time and the right place. Her confirmation day was the day she became queen. But the day she's going to remember most is the day she approached the king, risked death, and asked him to spare her people. Today is a day where we as a church honor your baptism and celebrate your growing faith. Today you planned on being here. You spent two years learning. You spent two years working with your parents, getting your device to say the right prayers and the right words. But just because you're making your confirmation today does not mean that God is suddenly going to break through and bless you. God has been blessing you the entire time. There isn't something super special that makes today the right time and the right place for God. It's always the right time and the right place because God has always been with you. Amen.